Good morning. It's hump day. Wednesday, September 20th. Um, and I was just kind of going over on YouTube how there's so many people that listen on YouTube, on, on, um, on Spotify and on Apple, on to the podcast, and yet they don't subscribe to the newsletter. Um, they don't uh, listen on YouTube. They don't watch on YouTube. I launched um, video on Spotify at your request. Uh, a lot of votes voted for video, so I'm doing video now on on Spotify as well. Um, hopefully, you're watching it. But I'm just shocked that so many people listen and don't come over. So. Uh, if you're one of those people, remember, um, Linktree has all the links, linktr.ee slash daily stock pick. If you just want to sign up for the newsletter, I think it's a great compliment to listening to the podcast, but it's dailystockpick.substack.com. Um, you know, again, it's free, no cost. You just get it. You get a bunch of charts. Um, like yesterday, um, I, I wrote a chart uh, about SPY. That lost confirmation. We'll go into this. But the first thing we are going to go over is Penny's Gotcha Day. Uh, it was five years ago today. And I'm showing you a picture on the screen, if you're just listening, uh, of Miss Penny. She is my puppy. Uh, she was a dog in a hoarder's house. And here's her story. She was in a hoarder's house with 47 other dogs. Um, I found her picture on, I think, Adopt-A-Pet or Pet Finder, one of those sites. I was just on there. I think it was 4.30 in the afternoon on like a Tuesday, and uh, I applied. Uh, I wrote them a nice little note. Uh, within, I think, at like 10.30, 11 o'clock, they replied back, uh, can we bring her over in the morning for you to interview her uh, with your dog, Daisy? And I said, um, I didn't reply back that night. I got up in the morning. I needed to go to work. So I said, hey, bring her by about, um, you know, let's do it about three or four o'clock. Uh, I forget what time, but it, it was literally the, uh, uh, you know, they, they wrote back, okay, we'll be there here, you know, and they gave him my address. And they come over. Uh, it was just one man who didn't speak English, he spoke Russian. Um, and his English was very broken. Uh, and he cut, puts Penny down in the living room. And Penny and Daisy. Daisy is a dog who had never played with other dogs. She just doesn't care about other dogs. It's not like she dislikes other dogs. She just never played with other dogs. She always just wanted to play with her ball. And if another dog got next to her ball, she got very, like, she looked to me to protect the ball and give it back to her. So what happened was Penny comes in and little crackhead, as I call her, starts jumping on on Daisy. Um, you know, they were super, Penny was still scared. Penny wouldn't come near me at all, but she immediately attached to Daisy. So uh, while they're playing and they're running around and, and they're just kind of, you know, staring at each other and feeling out each other, uh, I turn around and the guy is gone. <laughs> uh, the Russian dude is gone. So I, I've got this dog. The Russian, I know I was talking to a woman on email, but I had never talked to somebody on the phone. They had said that it was, I think, a $250 um, adoption fee. Um, and so I emailed back um, to the lady, and, and she was super sweet, super sweet. She wrote back to me, and I still have never talked to these people on the phone at all. But uh, she wrote back to me that um, they had, the night before, they had rescued 47 dogs. Uh, and they had the majority of them at their house. And the, the gentleman sat down uh, at my house 
and he saw how loving Daisy was and what a great dog Daisy was uh, and how I doted on her and, and made sure that she was safe with Penny and made sure that Penny was uh, okay. He walked out because he didn't want me to say no. <laughs> um, he thought the two of them, and, and listen, it's it, they're best friends. So uh, it all worked out in the end. I wound up giving, giving them a big, um, you know, significantly more than the adoption fee uh, because these people took in 47 dogs. Penny, uh, I got the full story. Penny was known uh, as little girl number seven. Uh, and I think they had named her Peanut on the uh the website so uh that's her story five years ago as of yesterday thank you guys for liking that one uh, i figured i'd give you a nice uh, a good uplifting story uh on fed day it's fed day in the market you know two o'clock we have the press conference or um, i think it's two o'clock the, the notes come out and then two thirty. um you know he has his press conference it's I mean, 99.9% of the market believes that we're just pausing, so there's not going to be a rate. So if, for some reason, they decide to raise, get ready. Uh, that market's going to fall like a, like a mofo. Uh, here is yesterday. Like I said, I put this in the newsletter yesterday. We lost confirmation on the nine-day. You can see on SPY. Uh, the algorithm got us out. Now, to uh, Amy's question yesterday, I don't always use the algorithm, but I use it to guide me. Um, and and this tells me, hey, be careful what you buy. But it is a buying opportunity. Uh, Bank of America came out this morning and they raised their S&P end of the year price target. So we've still got about a 10% upside to that. Uh, I do believe that we're going to see some chop. You can, I mean, you know, just look at the chop that we're seeing here from uh, from June. I mean, you know, you've got this whole, that's about the middle where we're at right now. You can see the up and the downside. Let me redraw this um, because I'm going to do the downside. The downside here is about, you know, 430. 430 is probably the the, 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 the support there. Um, the upside, you know, 460. So uh, I do have a note in here, um, and there's an article that I read yesterday that is a really good article. Um, the stock market just entered its weakest 10-day stretch of the year. And, and just look at the dude's picture. I, I mean, this dude is stressed out of his mind. That is March 5th, 2020. That is not yesterday. That is March 5th, 2020. If you were in the markets on March 5th, 2020, you would look like that as well. Uh, the S&P just entered its weakest 10-day stretch of the year, according to seasonality data from Bank of America. The bank highlighted that the last 10 days of September are typically poor for stock market returns, and they're even worse for the S&P trading lower in the first when it traded lower in the first half of the month. The weak start to September does not bode well for the bullish seasonality scenario that we highlighted uh, earlier this month. The S&P dropped 1.27% over the first 10 sessions of September which is well below the average first days, 10 days of September return of 0.36%. Um, this is uh, Stephen Suttermeyer, who's an analyst at Bank of America. With the last 10 trading day stretch of September having kicked off on Monday, investors shouldn't be surprised if uh, prices move, tend to move lower. For support, Suttermeyer is monitoring 44.15, 43.25, 41.95 levels on the S&P, which represent potential downside as much as 5% from current levels. So let's take a look at that. Uh, he's saying 44.14. We're at 44.20 right now. Uh, this is SPY, so it's, you know, 
4325, which would be 4325 um, down here. Like I said, 430. 23 uh, and 41.95. So he's monitoring all the way down here. I don't think we get all the way down there. Uh, I think this 200 day provides the first level of uh, of resistance at 436. So 442. Am I throwing money into the market? No. Am I starting to buy? Yes. Because I do think from this level until the end of the year, we see up. Um, so I, 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 you know, just in my heart of hearts, I think we do. If we go to QQQ, it's kind of the same story. We lost confirmation. We had a 2% gain on the last one. Um, you can see right there, Algo got you out with a 2% gain in TQQQ. That was a, I think a 4% gain that it got you out of. But again, we're, we're seeing weakness in the market. Doesn't mean you get out. Uh, the algo is just kind of our guide. It's another tool in your toolbox to be able to tell you. And, you know, maybe try the TrendSpider Super Trend um, indicator. I, I like that indicator. But um, CART, let's talk about IPO yesterday because somebody asked me about CART late in the day and they said, hey, um, you know, what, what's CART like? Well, this is a five minute, a one minute chart of yesterday. This is textbook of what an IPO does. So when Fidelity emailed me as a high net worth client and they said, hey, would you like to participate in the card IPO? I think the price was between 30 and $32. That's essentially what the brokerage had um, as uh, stocks to allocate to their high net worth clients. And they said, hey, if you'd like them, we can give them for the, to them for 30 to $32. There are some restrictions, meaning you can't trade within the first 90 days. Um, so you have to make sure it's a company that you want. Um, if you trade it within the first 90 days, they don't offer it to you again. So th that is a, a way to get out of the IPO window. But 3032 was where it, it, it kind of saw it, it traded up to $40. Um, and that is before it opened. So what happens is there are some clients who are able to trade. The market kind of sets its price and even though the price to me the day before was 30 to $32, um, the price was $40. I could have taken the, the offer from Fidelity and sold it $40. But again, I get out of the IPO window and they won't offer it to me again. Um, this is textbook IPO. Where's it coming back to? It's coming back to that 30 to $32 that Fidelity was offering it to me in the first place. My assumption is it even goes down further. Uh, this is a company that just I can't imagine. Uh, they're they're not in the 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 um the, the grocery store business. They're just delivering groceries. They want uh, Walmart to partner with them. Walmart's just saying f you. We're just going to build our own fulfillment channel. So I, I I don't get it. I don't order groceries at home. I like to pick out my groceries. I'm an older person. Um, in fact, the other night I told the story about Instacart dropping off uh, a neighbor's groceries on my doorstep, 15 bags of groceries. I don't know who that was, but the woman came back at 11 o'clock at night and uh, rang my doorbell and I had to pack it all up. I'm not a huge fan of this. Uh, I do think that they, there is some type of future in this. I just think in my mind, there's two things. Uh, Instacart has the technology and they have the, the, um, the, the, the go to marketplace. Um, but 
I, they don't have margins. I mean, how do you, uh, increasing cost of, 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 uh, you know, drivers and things of that sort, how do you make the margins on that business? It's just, I don't think that it's there. So I, I think there's problems with the business model. I'm not investing in it. It's not making money. It had a significantly down round from its, uh, its, its private equity offering. So I just don't see it getting back up. I think people are just looking to take their money out of this market. So uh, there's my thoughts on Instacart. Uh, if you traded it, I hope you made some money. I hope you make some money, uh, blah, blah, blah. Now, um, there was a question. Um, I think it was, uh, who was it? It was uh, WW asked me, Enphase. Enphase, uh, is it attractive? I brought up, hey, uh, on TrendSpider, there's a Wolf gr- trading group, and Enphase just happened to be in there. Enphase has a buy on the algorithm, 122.52. Do you take it? Well, look at all the buys recently on Enphase. You've only had um, one, two winners uh, since, what, April? So it's been a sliding stock. Um, from a, a long-term perspective, you've broken the 200-day. Uh, that's not a great trend. Uh, your 50-day is moving negative. You could have a death cross on the weekly, which would not be good. It's a little bit expensive. But when you look up Enphase on on, uh, on, on Finviz, and, and you again, this is a company that's making money. They're down 55%. They're down 64% versus their 52-week high. So at some point in time, and it was about 52 weeks ago, it was almost this time last year, they were at $339. You're trading at 122. Their forward PE is 18. Uh, its target average target price is still 200. Um, if we look at some recent ones, most of them are downgrades, but it's still price targets that are significantly higher than where we are today. The most recent one, September 12th, uh, Truist. Buy to hold, uh, and it's from 210 to 135. But this article caught my eye. Uh, what's a better buy, Solar Edge or Enphase? And I'll put this in the newsletter so you can read it. But here's the summary of it: um, Enphase and Solar Edge, uh, they both do uh, solar uh, infrastructure. Um, solar is doing much better in Europe, and Solar Edge has that exposure. Uh, um, Enphase is more based in California, um, and California is going through a little bit of a change in their um, their their subsidy model. So it could benefit Solar Edge. Solar Edge is cheaper, and I've said this before. It's just a cheap stock. Um, and again, California's new regime may favor Solar Edge. So both could be b- good buys for the long term. Uh, I would argue that Solar Edge uh, Sedge is just a good buy, and and this is why I've held on to it because I am going to dollar cost average. I have got I've held a you know what I'm going to quit this weeble. Let me give a weeble quit because I think it's slowing down my uh, my system. I see myself. Uh, yeah, I think that's better. Um, Solar Edge, in my mind, is a buy. Now, Solar Edge does not have a cross-up yet. Does not have a cross-up yet. Um, in the algorithm, it, it looks like it's going to. Uh, in pre-market, it's flat. Um, it's at 138.05. Uh, it's 137.89 is where it's opening up at down 0.41%. Um, it, you know, look at that RSI. I mean, 
in my mind, I think you get back to this 208 to 234. That's where the the earnings came in. Um, I was holding during earnings. You can see this this little yellow dot. That's where I bought. I'm holding it. Um, I, I like to dollar cost average it. The algorithm on this one loses you 19.9%. If you bought and held this for two years, you're down 48%. So I'm down about 40 something percent. If you want to see my trades, go over to Savvy Trader uh, and we can look at the trading portfolio and we can look at, uh, I'll look at all. And if we look at uh, Solar Edge, where's my Sedge? Down 46%. So I'm down 46%. Uh, my plan is to try and dollar cost average this um, because I, I would like to hold this for a long term. Uh, I do think that this company, if, if you look at Sedge, remember the forward PE on this is 18 for end phase. Uh, you can see the forward PE for uh, Solar Edge is 12. So I just think that this has a better opportunity than Enphase. It's, it, it's exposure in the solar market. So I, I like that one. Thank you, WW, for bringing that up. Um, I, and it, again, I don't know. It could go down further. Um, you know, talking about going down further, Uber. Um, I, I'm going to buy this one. The news on Uber today, EU regulation. Um, is making it so that they have to, they may have to raise their prices as much as 40%. Uh, this is the same thing that happened in California. EU wants to classify gig workers as employees. And in California, it was shot down. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, the reason I'm not too worried about it is because um, I, I think any reaction in the market is an overreaction. It's down 1% today. I'm probably adding to my Uber. Um, but the, the reality of this p- particular situation is who else is coming in there? If uh, if the EU regulates that, who else is going to ta- take employees and, and, and price out Uber? Nobody. Uber's got scale. So in my mind, I don't think that that's a huge, huge target for Uber. Uh, I, I think it's a probably good news um, in that it may keep competitors out. So I, I, I think Uber's a buy. In my mind, I think Uber's a $55 stock at some point in time this year. That's my take on it. That's why I put an initial buy-in. I think, what did I buy? Let's see. Let's look at, uh, I bought Uber. Do, 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 do. We'll just look at the history because I think Uber was a recent buy for me. Uh, I bought DraftKings. I bought NVIDIA. I bought Uber at $47.99. So I'm almost back in the money. Um, that was the initial buy. It was it was a small buy, I think. It was 20 shares, so it's not a ton. 20 shares, uh, $5,000. What? Yeah, somewhere around that. Uh, it was a small buy for me. Not an enormous one. Uh, $2,500 maybe, but um, I, I, I still like this stock. Even though uh, the MACD has crossed down, the 9-day looks like it's going under the 21-day. Um, at some point in time, I'm adding to this one. I just see the continual climb of this, and, and I think we're in an upward trend. If you go to a weekly on Uber, you can clearly see, clearly, that we're in an upward trend. There's the 200-day. It just created the 200-day. This one could get a golden cross of that 50-day on the 200-day. So I like it to go higher. Um, we talk about the algorithm liking um, uh, some stocks, not liking the other one. The algorithm, it, it makes you, it loses you 30%. You make 5%. 
over 24.3 months. Your average win is 12%. You win uh, 28% of the time. That's the problem is you just win. You, you lose too much. Your average loss is uh, 5.67%. So it's about uh, a third of what the average win is. But um, big news on Apple. Kind of that's the title of this one. Big news on Apple is uh, it, it, a report just came out this morning. And I don't know from who. Uh, in fact, let's let's go to Finviz and see if we can find some some reporting on this. But um, news on Apple that back in 2000, uh, do, 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 why I'm buying the next Apple Series Watch update, Apple France. No, I guess not. Um, no, uh, back in 2000, Apple and Goldman Sachs they looked at launching a stock trading platform on the iPhone. This is enormous. So understand that back in 2000, had they launched this, um, Robinhood may have been under undercut. You know, you, you hear you can trade crypto on PayPal, on Venmo. Uh, you can trade crypto on Square, uh, which we'll go over in a little bit. I think somebody asked about Square. Um, but uh, yeah, if Apple adds this revenue stream, this could be an enormous revenue stream to their consumer product division. It would be in services. Remember, Goldman Sachs has the Apple card. They wanted to get out of this. The news on this one, and I need to find the article uh, about it, but the news on this one, I don't have it linked just yet. I just have the news. The news on this one includes news that the actual uh, software and the actual app and, and the platform, it's ready to go. They could snap their fingers and launch this. Now, they'd probably face a whole ton of uh, resolute, re, you know, um, revolt from like governments and stuff like that. Hey, we have to look into this. Is this too big? And I'm sure uh, the U.S. government would probably look into it as well. But um, I like it. And, and again, it just shows Apple has the ability to do this kind of thing. So I, I really, really like Apple. Um, you know, again, at 179, if we look at this and a spoiler, Apple has a cross up and it's a buy on the algorithm at 178. Uh, the algorithm on Apple makes you 40% versus a 24.5% return over 24 months. Your average win is 8.9%. You can see this one right here from March 3rd all the way to August 3rd, which was when, you know, that right after their earnings, it got you out with a 20% win. So <clears throat> I like Apple. Um, I'm going to buy more. I mean, I buy more every time that the dividend is paid, uh, which actually just happened here. So I'm probably in the money on that one, you know, considering that it was around, uh, what, 176, 177. So we're at 178 right now. Probably in the money on that actual buy, even though it looks like, you know, we dipped down even below that one. So Apple, still a buy. It's still a buy. And, and, Again, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, uh, Bank of America took their price target up for the end of the year for uh, the S&P. That would be Apple. I, I think Apple, I think Amazon, I think any of those great eights, I think Google, uh, I think Meta, I think Microsoft, I think Tesla, I think any of those, I think you're fine buying. You know, we talked about energy yesterday. Look at Devin. Back down at 48.92, it's below 50. So I think Devin's a buy, buy under 50, sell over 50, get a 10% uh, dividend while you hold. I, I, you know, again, I just add to mine under 50 and, and, and if I want to, I haven't yet, but if I want to, I just sell it over 50. 
I think you're fine doing that. Um, Butch from Facebook, <clears throat> he included his own chart, which, by the way, kudos, Butch. Um, monthly chart for long-term perspective. This is Square or Block, whichever one. Uh, hit an alert for me here with the price into multi-year support. Slight sell-off uh, pre-market as news of a chief executive leaving the post at Square. Yes, and Jack Dorsey is taking over. Is this an overreaction to the news? Hasn't been this low since 2018, apart from COVID. Daily RSI about 28 uh, now, but moving averages showing downward momentum. Fundamentally, I'm not so sure here. Poor results for the last few quarters. Jack Dorsey has this company. Um, I'm a fan of Jack Dorsey. I think the problem with a lot of the fintech stuff is, you know, the big banks are getting into it. Morgan Stanley and, and you know, uh, JP Morgan, all those guys, they're just going to copy the models. I mean, simply, they're just going to copy the models. It's clear that they're not going to buy these platforms. They're not going to integrate with these platforms. They're just going to buy the, pla- you know, uh, create it themselves, and they're going to copy it. So right now in the algorithm, it is weak, significantly weak. Um, I, I, I'd love to say that it's an overreaction. Uh, I do have a lot of this stock, and I have it at a much higher price. We went over, uh, what was it, um, uh, uh, Etsy yesterday. I was going to say eBay. We went over Etsy yesterday where I've done a bad uh, job uh, managing that one. I've done a bad job of managing this one as well. They're not making money. They're losing $267 million. They are 44% off their 52-week high. They're down 20% year to date. Um, the, the forward PE is 20, which is big for a company not making money. That's a pretty big forward PE. The target price is still 83. You're at 49. Most, you know, understand that that price target at 83, it's fairly outdated. I mean, it goes to back to July. Um, so it's not super outdated. But with people leaving, um, you know, if you invested $10,000 in block in 2015, where would you be? I, I'm a bigger fan of PayPal. And if we look at PayPal uh, from a fundamental standpoint, uh, the forward PE of uh, of of Square is twenty. Forward PE of PayPal is eleven, and they're making money. So that's the difference between Square and PayPal. I'm a bigger fan today. I was a bigger fan of Square before, but today I'm a bigger fan of PayPal. And it's not. It has nothing to do that manager leaving. I think she was in the place for eight months or something. I don't think there's anything about that one. Um, that that's horrible. Uh, but. You know, uh, PayPal, in my mind, look at the president and CEO bought on February 17th. He's now out, but he bought almost $2 million worth at 76. And PayPal now is trading at 62. So I, I like PayPal. If I had to take it, I'd probably take PayPal over Square. You're asking for a big bounce. There needs to be a catalyst for a big bounce. And I just don't see a catalyst in, in, in Square. Um, you know, enters the cannabis market in, in Canada. I think they're looking. Um, Square and PayPal are both getting new CEOs, what it means for the stocks. Um, you know, you can take a look at this one. This one is uh, from Barron's. I think they're going to ask me to sign up if I click on it. Uh, let's see. But this is the good news about having, um, yeah, they're going to want me to sign up. Uh, you can read all this if you want. Yeah, subscribe now for a week. No, I don't want to. Um, I'll look into it. If I can find anything, I'll let you know. But it needs a catalyst. It definitely needs a catalyst to go up. And I just don't see an opportunity 
for Square with a catalyst. I do see an opportunity with PayPal because they've got a new CEO who is into uh, mergers and acquisitions. He just did the um, Intuit takeover, Intuit uh, chimp, chimp mail merger. Uh, and while there were issues, I still think he's going to look to buy. So Fatima from Spotify, China is cheap if you look at the multiples. I am loading the Brinks truck up right now on Chinese tech stocks, AI companies like Baidu, Alibaba, JDE. What do you think of this strategy? I listen, I, I've you know, the K Web is the best way to look at, at China overall. K Web is the, the main China ETF um, that most people trade, that most people kind of invest in. Uh, and if you're thinking about long term, I again, I think it's cheap, it's probably worth a uh, uh, you know, a risk, but it's not worth loading the Brinks truck up on. And the reason is that Chinese economy is super weak. Um, they just don't have a, a lot of things that, that they need. I mean, that, that, um, real estate market, uh, from what I read about evergreen and stuff like that, I mean, shit, that could take the entire economy down. So without a, an enormous stimulus, what they, which they have been reluctant to do, I just don't see China coming back. Now, the good news is if they do decide that, Hey, we're going to go full bore and we're going to, uh, stimulate the economy. Then what happens is you probably get back to this 200-day on the K-Web at 46. That's 20 points from where you are right now. That's huge. Now, you know you can clearly see the death cross happening. I, I talk about this all the time, the 50-day crossing under the 200-day, that death cross. I mean, it was just a straight line down on K-Web. Now, if we look at some of the, um, some of the individual stocks that you talked about, BABA, it's following this same kind of trajectory. Uh, Baba is going to get a cross up. I don't think you're bad at 87. I always say play this between 87 and 100. Um, get out in the 90s. It, you know, if you get in in the 80s, just get out in the 90s. I don't think this is a bad play. But when you look at the weekly, the long term, it's the same thing as the K Web. That that line right there, I've drawn it before. That's 100. Play it under 100 and sell it over 100. I think you're fine there. And if you get the pop over 100 and it sustains, then I think you're okay. Um, Baidu. Uh, let's see. That is B-I-D-U. I always forget these these names. Baidu, I traded way back. I think when I lived in Florida, I was trading this one. Um, and it was around this price, to be honest. I don't know if it's split or anything, but... Um, yeah, you're under the 200-day. I mean, this one, you can clearly see, trade it around the 200-day. When you're under that 200-day, just buy it. Probably goes back over. You're at 132. Uh, let's see, JDE. Uh, JD. JD, I think, is what you're talking about. Um, JD.com. This one, God, I mean, this one on a short term, it just looks horrible. On a, on a long term... Again, it looks horrible and there's no confirmation there. You're in that descending wedge. You had this death cross. I just don't see a, a lot. There's nothing for me to say, hey, let's load up the Brinks truck because the, the catalyst, I just don't think is there. So Fatima, I, I listen, I wish, uh, I hope you're right because if you're backing up that Brinks truck, I, I hope you get rich because that tip is going to be nice on my Venmo account. <laughs> Um, so I, I really hope you're right. 
I just would probably not load up the Brinks truck right now. I'd want to miss the one that I would probably do a good size bet on, and I actually might, is Baba. This is the closest one to to, to coming back in my mind. Um, and it's not going to come back long term. I just see it under that 200-day. I think that, that um, uh, the 50-day maybe bounces off the 200-day. Again, It's lo- look at that RSI. I mean, the RSI is down at 33, and the MACD is below the, the oscillator line, uh, and it's about to cross up. I think you could be good. I always say this when you're looking for big pops. Uh, miss the first 10% on the way up, because if it's a 30 or 40% mover, miss that first 10%. Get the confirmation that it's there. Miss the first 10% and get the later one. So I hope that helps you, Fatima. And God, I hope you're right if you're backing up that Brinks truck. Baba would be the one that I would look into. Um, by doing a, a JD, I'm not sure I would look into that. But if you're afraid of individual companies, look at the KWeb. KWeb's not a bad one. Uh, would you mind looking? Uh, Sam from Facebook wants me to look at um, CALT. Um, would you mind looking at Calt Therapeutics? I've been playing around with the screeners on Weeble and found it. I'm trying to come up with something for about a two-week to one-month swing trade. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the charting on Weeble, as, as am I, Sam. I'm having some trouble figuring out the charting on Weeble. Um, I've got some moving averages in there. Uh, I can't seem to run it with OBS, so maybe I'll do one from, um, from my laptop. I think that would be better just because this is an uh, Apple Intel chip, and I think um, just programs don't do well uh, with the Intel chip, um, you know, outside programs. So I'll try it on my uh, M1 Mac. Uh, uh, They can't find information on what red and green triangles are on the charts. I've tried searching the help, can't find anything. I'll take a look. I don't know what red and green triangles are either. I haven't seen them on the the charts. Um, But here, Calt, it got you in at 1564, 1620. Uh, you're 200 days moving negative. You have an earnings gap down here um, from two earnings ago. You have an earnings gap down from the last one um, that seems like it probably is just starting to get filled or it got filled on the way. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, this one's been going a little crazy. From a chart perspective, um, I would say this one's a low float. Uh, yeah, it's only got 26 million shares. They're losing $26 million. They have $2.66 per share uh, of cash on hand. Um, the forward PE is three, so it's a biotech, highly volatile. Uh, year to date, it's down 1.47%. Uh, initiated coverage with a $60 price target. You're trading at 16. That was just back in June from HC Wainwright. Uh, I don't see any insider stuff. Um, I don't know anything about this company, so it'd be hard. From a chart perspective, in my mind, with biotech, it's ugly. I mean, it's just ugly. Uh, I don't, you know, again, I say this all the time. Do you guys bring, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, therapeutics to me and healthcare stuff and biopharma? Uh, And there's the dog coughing again. Um, I don't know anything about that sector. So the, the, the benefit of me looking at the chart is, does the chart look good? And no, it doesn't look good. It doesn't have a 200-day on the weekly. You're trading below the 50-day. It's just kind of leveled off. Um, you do have some confirmation. It's still around that nine-day. Uh, this weekly of this week so far, looks like you opened up at 1676. Your high is 1727. Um, you're, you're 
current, your low is 1618, you're at 1620. So it looks like it's at the low for the week. I don't know why you'd want to put in something there. Uh, in my mind, if you're looking something to swing for a couple of weeks, again, I'm a tech guy, but I can't imagine that Apple, you know, even if you look for at Apple and say you want a two week swing on Apple, you're not going to make 10% on Apple. You can make four or five percent, maybe two percent. You know, maybe it gets another catalyst from this bank news, or maybe they come out with something. Again, the iPhone sold out until uh, November, so uh, you could do that one. You could d- even do Devon. I mean, there's better places in your uh, in the 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 market um, for me. And and remember, this is all individual. Um, so for me, I'd rather do energy. Because I think energy is a good swing trade. Um, maybe even some of the financials. Um, you, you could do that. Meta is at 306. I think that one's getting back to 330 at some point. Um, you know, if you want some biopharma stuff, you know, maybe mRNA. You could trade that one. That one's down again today. But this one has huge hype rallies. Netflix is under 400. NVIDIA is at 437. Um, you know, Pan W, which I think is $250 stock, is at $238. PXD is at $233. I think that's a $250 stock. Uh, Qualcomm, I think this one easily with some hype goes up to uh, $120. It's at $111. Shopify, oh my God. Throw your money in Shopify. It's at $58 right now. Um, it lost its mojo. It's out as, you know, you made your 7% gain off the algorithm on Shopify. So in my mind, you know, and again, remember, I'm a tech investor, so it's just, this is just my thing. Um, But I just don't see biopharma as being worth the risk. Just my particular opinion. Scans. uh, First one is Apple. We talked about Apple. It's got to buy here on the algorithm at 178.58. You're at 178.10 right now. You're down in pre-market. I can't, can't say it enough. I just put my money into Apple. When when the algorithm tells me to buy, uh, it is an indication for me to buy, even if I wind up losing money in the short term. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs. This one is up another 1.19%. When it dipped under 14, I said in 13s, absolutely get it. I think it's coming back up here. They're, they're looking to buy the um, uh, American Steel, the X company. Um, so their stock symbols X. 1555 is the 200-day. I'd be swinging it around that one, but Cleveland Cliffs. We had a levered ETF um, uh, come up. This is DRV. This is the real estate bear. This means that, hey, we're in a bear market. Well, duh. Interest rates are up. Uh, inventory's down. Uh, and, and new home builders have had to reduce prices. Yeah, you're in a bear market for real estate right now. I think you come under that 200-day. Um, or I'm sorry, you probably, you're over this 200-day. So I, I think you're using the 200-day at 48 as support. I think you're using your high at 55. So, you know, again, from a long-term perspective, it doesn't really do well to look at this stuff. BITW had a cross-up. This is a um, Bitcoin, Bitwise 10 crypto, I think. Yeah, 10, 10 cryptos in this one. This had a cross-up at $12.19. You're trading at $12.50. At some point, I probably need to come up with a crypto uh, watch list for this. You guys know as far as crypto goes, I say Mara. Uh, Mara under 10. I think you buy it under 10. I think you sell it over 10. Um, I said it before, still no confirmation on the algo, but I do like it under 10. It doesn't have a confirmation. Let's remove the annotations on this. 
Uh, still doesn't have confirmation. I thought it was going to cross up. It looks damn close to crossing up here on the MACD. It probably is. So tomorrow we'll probably have a cross up on Mara. Um, but you can see the 200 day at, at $12. You ha do have a death cross. Uh, I would look for this one to level off and then probably pull up. So there's your podcast. Um, if you have any questions, you can hit me up on linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash daily stock pick. There are links here for TrendSpider, 25% off. If you click on this one, what you're going to do is you're going to click on that. You're going to sign up uh, the plans and pricing. Um, we can go and look at that. If you skip the seven-day trials, 468 bucks. That's not a bad price, honestly. Um, you know, seven-day trial, you can try it for, but just buy it for a year. Or you can sign up monthly, 79 bucks a month. If you want to do the first month at 79 bucks, you are more than welcome to. I think they might give you an offer if you sign up for a monthly and then want to go to a yearly. Um, so the yearly gets you two months for free, plus you get 40% off. So uh, at 780 bucks, still worth it to me because my of my the size of my portfolio. Uh, make sure it is worth it for you. But the process is click on that link on the link tree. Click on the link. Go over here. Um, you can start free trial or skip the trial and sign up. Then you're going to email me. Where do you get my email address? Over here on the uh, link tree. Right here on the right-hand side, there's an email box. DailyStockPick3 at gmail.com. Just email me. Uh, I will email you back a welcome letter. What do you get? You get my algorithm, the four hour, you get the 65 minute algorithm, you get all of my market scanners. Um, you can have any other algorithm that I have. I've got a 50 day strategy in there. Um, I've got a, a tw uh, eight, eight crossing up on the 21. Um, I've got a MACD strategy. There's whatever you want. I'll give it to you. I mean, I don't mind once you sign up and you're under my program, I can share that stuff with you. Um, uh, you also get all of my market scanners. So uh, you get the daily stock pick scanner, which is what I use to, to find all those stocks. You get the 65-minute scanner, which tells you anything in the core portfolio that's currently a trade in the 65-minute uh, long-wise. Um, uh, stocks under the 200-day, the I think this one is. Uh, yeah, uh, and you, it's under the 200-day on a weekly. Uh, I give you EMA uh, 50 within 1% of the uh, of the, uh, the the 200-day. So you can try and find, let's see, core portfolio. Is there anything in here? I know there were. Uh, this is a, on a daily. Yeah, Simon Property Group. We went over this. Goldman Sachs, Pepsi, UNH, Taiwan Semiconductor just entered into this. So the 50-day is within two, the 200-day. And in my mind, that's kind of signaling a death cross. So stay away from Taiwan Semi. Um, you know, from a four-hour perspective, if we go back over here to the strategy tester, and this is what you can do in TrendSpider, is you kind of take a look at the long, uh, then you run over to the short. And, and I consider a four-hour chart to be a pretty, pretty, you know, kind of, hey, I'm gonna, if I'm going to hold on to it, you can see the death cross already happened on this one. So it, it looks like it's going to happen on the weekly. But you get all of that stuff, plus, um, you know, this AI assistant up here is just so good on TrendSpider. I've been trying it out a little bit. Haven't found anything that I'd, I'd be willing to share right now, but I've been playing with it. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Um, and remember uh, three things. Uh, if you don't have Weeble yet, click on this second link. You get free stocks if you sign up. Uh, I love Weeble. Absolutely love Weeble. 
Uh, and I do love the, the, and I've said this before, the charting software, if you're not willing to pay for TrendSpider, their charting software is one of the best on the desktop. I really, really like it. I'm still watching YouTube videos to try and set mine up to the point where I'm comfortable sharing it and looking at it. Uh, if you ha- want the newsletter, that's the next link. Just sign up, dailystockpick.substack.com. If you're paying anything more than $30 a month for your phone service, Visible is a great option. Save $20 off your first month. If you're looking to get a Tesla, uh, my link here saves you $500. And you get three months of full self-driving for free. Uh, follow my trades on Savvy Trader. Uh, here's the YouTube link, all of that stuff. If you make money, all I ask is, hey, just give me a Venmo, PayPal, or a Cash App. Nice little gift uh, to say thank you. If you don't have Venmo, you can sign up for Venmo. So any other questions, hit me up. Thanks, you guys. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>